2023 had a historic tight end class. Can 2024 live up to the billing? Let's find out now. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. We're your hosts, Calvin Timms and Dale Terry, and we're finishing up our initial early rookie rankings for the tight end position. And after this, we've gone through all of the positions. So make sure you've checked out the other positions. If you haven't gone and listened to them yet, you can hear our thoughts on, on these rookies and, you know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, the other guys at the top. You can hear our thoughts on all the, the running backs, the wide receivers, and yeah, really let us know what you guys like or dislike about our rankings. But today is going to be the tight ends. And Last year, like I said in the intro, was a historic tight end rookie class. You know, mm-hmm. Sam Laporta yep. finishes the number one overall tight end on the season, which is not supposed to happen. This is what we wanted Kyle uh, Pitts to be, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, it was not Kyle Pitts three years later. But Sam Laporta did it. Dalton Kincaid looked really, really good at points in time. And, you know, Michael Mayer didn't, <laughs> didn't exist, but... uh you know, those two right there just set the tone for the tight end position. And if you look at tight ends as a whole, right, the the position as a whole, it's been pretty boring. Is that safe to say the last couple of years? I, I would say it's been pretty subpar. Subpar. Yeah. There's been like yeah. three guys you want to own in, in Dynasty. That, and That's uh, about it. Yes. <laughs> and it's finally feeling like bad. it's starting to open up, right? You look at the top rankings right now, you've got Travis Kelsey is supposedly coming back and, you know, he's still going to be good for another season. You've got Laporta, you've got Kincaid, you've got um, uh, T. McBee, Trey McBride, you've got Hawkinson when he gets back from his injury, you got uh, Kyle Pitts still potentially, you got Mark Andrews, you've got so many guys that are in the top 10 that are interesting. Jake Ferguson, you know, so many of these guys that we actually like and can be valuable contributors to fantasy and we're going to talk about it here today but we'll see if there's anybody that we think can make an instant impact and have a long-term impact on your roster as well before we get into that though dale how are we doing today hey I'm, I'm doing pretty good you know i'm i'm really excited to be done with our uh with our uh first uh, with our first rookie rankings like the, like the 1.0 rankings and stuff like that and um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see these guys at the combine here, you know, in a few weeks, you know, it's, it's actually two weeks exciting, weeks. you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's two weeks away. And then we got free agency in about a month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, I mean, I mean, I know the dynasty dynasty fires kind of is, is kind of low for a lot of people, but you know, really like this is a time where, where a lot of fun stuff's happening. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of ho- hype and hope and everything like yes. that. And, you know, we're going to have plenty of content over the next couple of weeks on uh, all types of different content. You know, I think we're going to be doing a a uh, rookie pick value um, discussion where we're going to go through the value of some of these rookie picks and and kind of say, you know, when should you sell them? Who should you be selling them for? If you're going for veterans, who would you be targeting? Things like that. And we're just going to go into the rookie picks that way. And. Again, we're going to go through a lot of different content this offseason, so make sure you guys follow the channel, uh, the FF After Dark 
Twitter at FF After Dark or the Dynasty After Dark YouTube channel. Um, we're also available on Rumble, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere else the podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to the channel so you hear all of our content right when it comes out. If you can also, while you're over there on this video or any others, leave a comment, leave a like. It just helps us with the algorithm and it also helps us with feedback as well because we want to hear from you guys and hear what your guys' thoughts are on all of our takes because, you know, that makes it fun. So make sure you're doing that. And then you can also find us on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin and at Dynasty underscore Dale. So that said, let's jump into the number one guy here at the tight end position. And I don't think it's going to be a surprise for anybody. Nope. This guy's been uh, slipping down like uh, uh mock drafts right now. A lot of people are kind of letting him fall to the mid teens, which would be wild. You know, a year ago, people were talking about him being a top five pick. Now he's, you know, 15, 16, but that's going to be Brock Bowers with Georgia, the two time, two time national champion, um, Brock Bowers. And, you know, Dale and I were talking a little bit about these prospects before we jumped on here. Brock Bowers is in such another level compared to the other guys we're going to talk about today. It's not even fair. Um, this dude is insane. Now, really quickly, we're going to go through a couple of his stats. He had 175 catches through college. Um, I know this last year got cut a little bit short, but it was a historic pace. Like the dude had 700 yards in 10 games for college, yeah. which is, you know, a lot of these other guys didn't even get That's 700 yards. That's balling out for a tight end in, <laughs> right. in, in college. Yeah, it is. It these is. other guys yeah. didn't even have 700 yards in a season, right? And he had 700 yeah. in a partial season. His rookie year, you know, when he was a true freshman, he had um, 15 games, 56 catches for 882, 63 in his sophomore year for 942, 56 this last year for 714 again, um, 26 total touchdowns over those three years, and you know, he even added a little bit on the rushing side, 19 rushes for almost 200 yards and five touchdowns there. Basically, the dude is just a weapon. He is a terrifying weapon. Now, you're going to see a lot of people talk about how he's smaller and everything. But before we get into that, let's hear your positives on Brock Bowers and why, how highly do you rate him compared to the existing guys in the league? Well, I mean, I mean, for one, Brock Bowers, like he's, he's this physical freak of a guy like he is sneakily fast like um you know honestly you know i mean we did get to see him at the super bowl a little bit with um like next to gronk and uh, kind of see some of his size and see how big of a human being you know rob gronkowski is right that's beside the point he made he um, made brock bowers look small a lot bowers of people are small. memeing yeah, on did. that photo he and you know he that's did. on the thumbnail i got the auto trader yes brock bowers yes on the thumbnail, yes, yes and you know i mean i mean he's still you know six three six four 240 yeah. you, you know he he's he's still a big guy you know he's right. he's a physical freak you know it, it's it, it's it's a thing that's going to be getting to him like even though he 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 is he is a very physical guy you know like he's not consistent with like separating you know like with you know like safeties and stuff like that but you know i i think that's going to take a little bit of time and, and and a little bit of extra refinement you know i kind of think we're being really picky with with bowers because we've seen him a lot right you know he's been so dominant um, for so long yes right? yes he's been extremely dominant you know um i mean personally me you know i would like i mean i think a lot is gonna do with his landing spot yeah honestly you know and you know i think i feel pretty confident in saying that we i mean i mean i know for me like i would have in last year's draft i would have taken bowers first 
over like over Kincaid, Laporta, um, and 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 Michael Mayer. You know, sure. I, 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 would, I would I would take him Bowers over all those guys. So, right. you know, I I mean, I think I mean obviously today's a different story with with Sam Laporta's historic season, but you know, I I honestly don't think Laporta's going to repeat. <laughs> by right. any means in, 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 in my opinion possible, but you know but... it's possible it's possible but you know I, I i do think bowers is probably going to be either the either the first second target in in, in an offense right away mm-hmm. and you know i i think he's really going to prosper yeah now going back to some of his negatives right um yep. this size he is smaller for a tight end right and six foot four 240 you're like man that is big right but compared yeah. to most tight ends they're Usually in the like 250 to 260 pound range, that's where they like to see those guys for blocking. Most of the smaller guys that are a little bit leaner like that, they're more of the the move tight ends. They're, they're the guys that are going to split out wide. The you know the Travis Kelsey type of archetype where they're going to be used more as a pass catcher, less as a blocker, right? And I think that plays into Brock Bowers. That's why we've seen him so productive compared to some of these other guys. They don't really use him in Georgia the same way as most tight ends. He was more of a Kyle Pitts style of tight end coming out, right? But a little bit better than even Kyle Pitts was. Yeah. I do think that he has better pass, like, better pass blocking, run blocking than Kyle Pitts did coming out. Absolutely. You know, it makes him a better prospect than Kyle Pitts. And hundred percent, you know, yes. going back it, a couple it, it of years. Well, it, well, and I, and, 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 and I think with Pitts that like, we just got all fascinated by, by the potential with Pitts and, right. you know, his, his size and, and kind of what he did his last year at Florida, you know, I mean, but really, yeah. but, but, but really, you know, we, we, we need to learn from that. And to, well, to be fair, tight though, ends, Kyle Pitts, yeah. man. I think everybody forgets how good Kyle Pitts was as a rookie. Um, You know, he had over a thousand yards. He had one touchdown, you know, Sam Laporta, I think had like eight touchdowns this last year. And that's why he ended up as the wide receiver one or the tight end one on the year. But you know, Kyle Pitts, you go back to his rookie year. If he had five, six touchdowns, he was going to be number one or number two overall. Like he had a, Again, I know Sam Laporta is really good. I'm not taking that away from him. But Kyle Pitts is right there too. Like he was, he did that on the field. And then, you know, they move on from Matt Ryan. They go to uh, Desmond Ritter and it just, you know, Marcus Mariota. And and Kyle Pitts got a little bit of a bad rap. He got injured as well. Comes back from the injury this year. Everyone's talking about how he's not fully healthy. So people kind of downplay Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts has all of the potential that he was billed to have, right? It just hasn't worked out necessarily yet. And that's why I go back to Brock Bowers. And I think Brock Bowers is going to be a baller in the, in the NFL. Um, I think he's going to be very good year one. Um, now going into the rookie draft, right? And I'm going to, th- I'm going to say I'm putting a, a bona fide stamp on the fact that Brock Bowers is going to be a Los Angeles charger. You hear all these podcasts talking about how LA needs to add a weapon for Justin Herbert. Add a weapon, add a weapon, right? Harbaugh has going to, he would have seen this guy. They don't have a tight end. And 
say what you want about Quentin Johnson. They still have Keenan Allen and Quentin Johnson and uh, Palmer as well and Mike Williams. So they do not need a wide receiver as much as you guys want to move on from Quentin Johnson after a year. They do not need a wide receiver. They need a tight end. And again, you go back to what does a tight end do that a wide receiver typically doesn't? They also block, right? They can pass block and they can run block. And that's where Brock Bowers isn't going to be used to do that a ton, but I think he's going to be a charger, man. So assuming that, right, assuming that if he goes to L.A., where would you be drafting him in the first five, six, seven, eight picks of a non-tight end premium league? Uh, in a non-tight end premium, you know, if we're looking at uh, super flex, you know, I'm still probably... I, I, I mean, I, I even think if he go, I mean, if he goes in the top ten anywhere, I still think he's you know a top five pick. I feel pretty comfortable with that. You know, right. I, after the, I mean, like, are you I, taking I think, him or Malik I, I, I think Neighbors? it's that, yeah, you know, that's, that's where it kind of comes that, down. That's kind of that's that's where it's splitting hairs. So right. you know, I I think if I think if if Bowers goes to L.A. compared to you know like if Neighbors goes to you know the Giants for instance, you mm-hmm. know. You know, I think I would be picking Bowers because obviously it's 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 the quarterback situation. So, you right. you know, I, I feel trem- I would feel tremendously better about that, and I, I would be comfortable picking him at one hundred and five. Fair, and you know, I definitely t- I would definitely be happy with Brock Bowers over Roma Dunze as well. I like Roma a lot more than you do, but you know, he's he's kind of in that range. I would definitely be taking Marv over over Bowers, but after that, man, it you can. Flip a coin yeah. for neighbors and Bowers, yeah. and and it all kind of comes down to team need. If you're desperate and you feel fine at, at tight end, go neighbors. But you know, if you could use a difference maker again, I think Brock Bowers is is definitely someone that's going to be very good. So, um, all right, we'll we'll stop talking about him again. He's kind of the the far and away one that's going to be a standout day one. Um, we have a few guys we're going to talk about here. We're not going to talk about them in too much depth because they're good. But again, it's it's not amazing there that last year's class was definitely better Kincaid was a better prospect um I like Luke Musgraves a lot more than these guys as well um you know and I like Mayer and obviously Laporta as well a lot more than these guys but we're going to talk about the next tier of two players um Jatavion Sanders from Texas um and then Jaheim Bell from uh Florida State you know was with with South Carolina before that but again, you look at the stats of these guys compared to Brock Bowers. Uh, Jaheim, uh, sorry, Jatavion Sanders, the last two years, you know, 99 catches, 1,300 yards, seven touchdowns. So much different compared to Brock Bowers, who <laughs> outproduced yeah. that almost, you know, in a season and a half. So um, it's crazy how, how much of a gap there is between Bowers and these guys. But Jatavion Sanders, I think he's benefiting a lot from Texas had an offensive explosion this last year, the last couple of years, and right. they're really trying to re- renovate Texas and, and bring this this team back. And Jatavion Sanders was a big piece of that, right? And I think he's a very good player. He's going to be probably a day two pick, um, if I had to yep. guess. And I then would, landing would, spot is going to be so dependent 
for him. Yeah, and and you know, and I kind of view him as as like Dalton Kincaid light in that yeah. in that like he's he, he's not really a blocker. He he didn't really have a lot of experience with that because that's not the style of offense Texas ran last year. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 the past few years, but like it, it's a big thing with him. Like he he has he has strong soft hands. You know, like mm-hmm. he's not afraid to kind of kind of get a little physical if needed. You know, um, yeah. he 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 has pretty good speed. Um, you know, and I I, th- I think he could really be effective in the slot, you know, like kind of like how we're seeing, you know, like Dalton Kincaid and right. Kyle and, and what we want to see from Kyle Pitts, you know, right. and, 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 and that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah. I, I think he could, I think he could be good, but I think he needs a little bit of time to develop. Yeah. He's definitely going to be used more as a blocker right away as well. You know, learning that side of it a little bit he's more, in my to. opinion. He's going to have to. Um, yeah. He is a little bit bigger as well. Six foot four, 256. So we'll see what the actual weight at the combine yeah. is, but um, you know, his, he's a good player and I think that he's someone definitely worth watching. Again, he, he's my number two. If it wasn't for Brock Bowers, he'd be my number one pretty, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's yeah. a decent gap between him and Jaheim Bell, but, um, Jaheim yeah. Bell has kind of made a little bit of a case for himself over the last couple of weeks. Um, Jaheim Bell, again, Florida state this last year, um, it's tough because he had 500 yards, 39 catches for 500 yards. So only two touchdowns this last year. Not great. He's not really the touchdown threat that we'd love to see. You know, through four years in college, he only had 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. Again, you go back to Jatavion Sanders, he had that in two years, whereas um, it took a whole four. Now, to be fair to him, I guess three because his – in 2020, his first year at South Carolina, he only had one catch for 29 yards. So scratch that one. You take that one out. And over three years, again, you see the the, the definite tear down from Brock Bowers did what all of these guys. Brock Bowers has the stats of Jaheim Bell and Jatavion Sanders well, combined. Well, well right? I, I, th- I, think, I think the big difference is that Brock Bowers was used as the wide receiver one in that offense. You I know, agree. You know, and, I and, agree. And, 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 and Bell wasn't, you know. You know, like Bell it, again is you know like a Dalton Kincaid type guy. That's you know, I I think he's a little softer than like softer of a player than uh, Sanders is personally. Sure. You know, you know, I I think if he's not a blocker and he's just, I don't think no, that's I don't think I I think he I don't I don't think that he I don't think that's what he wants to do. You no, know, like he is a he scares me a little like, bit from that perspective because he's small. He's a yak guy and yeah, and he's smaller. Yeah, so you know he he's. He he's he's pretty speedy, you know, like like yes. Bowers is, but yep. you know, but I, yeah, I mean, I I mean personally, me like I have Cade Stover over him because I know Cade Stover is a physical guy, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I I view him like I did Michael Mayer last year, like he's gonna make the tough catches, yeah, and yep. and and give you those extra yards. It's not gonna be sexy, it's not gonna be pretty to look at, but you know, it's it's gonna be. Three, three to five catches a game, you know, maybe, you know, 35 yards and a touchdown every now and again. Sure. You yeah. Know, and that's where you know. Jaheim Bell, he's more of a Evan Ingram type of player for me. Like he is tiny. He's six foot three, 230. So, you know, everyone's saying yeah. that Brock Bowers is small. Jaheim Bell is even smaller. Right. And that's where it gets going to, he's going to be drafted by a team that's going to use him more as a weapon. Right. And that's good for fantasy, yeah. but it's also scary because you're not going to see as much play time. Right. But if you make enough of a, of a difference on the blocking side and you can kind of make your name known, but I think it's going to take him a little bit of time. And that's where 
Again, I think there's a little bit of a tear break again between Jatavion and him for me personally, but sure. you know, he definitely has that explosive after the catch type of of um play that you were talking about as well. You know, mm-hmm. I like his explosiveness a lot more than Jatavion Sanders. Um, but sure. I do think that Jatavion is a little bit more well-rounded than uh than Jaheim Bell yeah. is personally. So yeah. all right, you yeah. you alluded to this player a little bit, yes, and I that did. is Cade Stover. Now Cade Stover is a like is <laughs> a crazy prospect. Well, well, he was a linebacker, well, well, I, right? Transition yeah, to tight yes, end. Yes, he was. Yep. Um yep. he played the last two years. Uh through his last two years, basically, he had five catches in uh 2021, his sophomore year, his second real year as a as a uh, tight end but mm-hmm. since then he's had um 82 catches for a thousand yards 10 touchdowns a little bit more of a you know mr reliable i would say than yes. the other guys yes. but he's not yes. in my opinion he's not as explosive and he is a little bit older yeah. as well and that's yes but i think for me if you're i mean i, I get it that you want to take shots on guys that but like I know that he's going to be dependable, and sure. you know I I I know with I know with him and Bell, you know the draft capital is going to be huge, mm-hmm. you know yep. you know. But like but like I know Kate Stover's a tough guy, and he's 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 gonna he's gonna be more NFL effective and sure. valuable than I think Bell would be. And fun fact, like the commentators a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of times called Kate Stover Farmer Gronk, so. <laughs> right. just, just right. just just keep that in mind like this Everybody's guy's tough rock, gritty <laughs> but 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 i think for this guy like i think he's he he wants to get hit like he wants to be in the trenches like that's what he wants to do mm-hmm. and you know i i mean i value that in in a football player that like i know is going to get the yardage and i know is going to you know like fight in the contact and and you know just be aggressive so yeah and yep i again i think for him, draft capital is going to be very, very important, um, but mm-hmm. we'll see. And obviously playing for Ohio State is going to help out with with um, some of your offensive numbers. They've always been a pretty good offensive team. So yeah. um, I just want to see where he gets drafted, but he's definitely someone to keep an eye on as we move forward yes. here. The combine is going to be very interesting for him because if he can show out really well at the combine, I think he'll mm-hmm. make a very good name for himself over yep. someone like a Jaheim Bell or a Jatavion Sanders. Like if you told me yes. in, in three months' time that he was the number two drafted tight end in this class, I wouldn't be shocked, right? So. No. Um, yeah, the last guy I wanted to talk about, and then I'll, we'll see if there's anybody else for you, but the last guy I wanted to just throw out there as another guy to keep an eye on is going to be Jared Wiley from, um, TCU. Now, just like Cade Stover, uh, Jared Wiley is a, an older prospect, right? Um, he's a fifth year player started in 2019 with Texas played three years there and really didn't do much. He didn't get on the field very much. And um, through three years at Texas, he had 19 catches. Um, Ever since then, you know, he went to TCU, transferred over, had 71 catches for 765 yards, but he also had 12 touchdowns. Now, I think that that's impressive. Um, A lot of the work was done this last year. He took a big step forward this last year compared to the the year before. Um, I think that he's, he's kind of, he finally established himself in this offense this last year, 47 catches, 520 yards and eight touchdowns. And I just think that he's someone to keep an eye on. I think he's a little bit more athletically gifted than people are, are kind of giving him credit for. And again, just Mm -hmm. like Cade Stover, 
the combine I think will be huge for Jared Wiley. If he can show out pretty well at the combine, he's going to be someone to keep an eye on. If he ends up getting third round draft capital, it's a name that you just want to keep on your radar. So yeah. Is there anybody else that you had on your list? Um, uh, so the last, I mean, I have two guys, but the guy that I really want to talk about is, is Ben Sano. Uh, he is from K- uh, Kansas state. Sure. Uh, you know, you know, he's six, four, about two fifty. Um, you know, like he's a guy that, 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 that I felt really, ha- ha- like really took a step forward with Will Howard last year. Sure. You know, like he had 48 catches about six seventy, um, in, in the yardage, you know, any, and he had six touchdowns. Like, like he's a pretty reliable guy. Um, well, like he 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 has soft hands. I mean, I mean, I mean, yes, he does drop the ball sometimes. But, uh, but like with him, but like with him, like he does run some uh, some some precise routes, which can be helpful. You know, in in the tight end position. You know, when 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 you're more in that short yardage stuff. So, sure. you know, you know, I, I mean, I, 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 again, with this guy, you know, it's, I mean, uh, uh, w- w- I, again, with a lot of these guys, you know, it's blocking and, and, and the, and the top end speed. So, but you know, for tight ends, you don't always necessarily worry about top end speed and stuff like that. But, you know, I, 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 I think he could be a, a good, a good ass that, you know, somebody, you know, Michael Mayer type, that's a reliable guy, you know, you know, like he's not going to do anything incredible, but he's going to be solid, solid, like even like a Jake Ferguson, for instance. Yep. So. No, I, I, yeah, I can see that. And again, yeah. the, for the tight end position, it, a lot of it's going to come down to draft capital. Um, I do think that this is a little bit of a step down from last year's class in terms of depth. Sure. Um, yeah. Obviously Brock Bowers is number one. After that, it's kind of debatable on who your number two to four is. And then there's a couple of guys just to keep your eye on, like we just talked about these last two guys. But a lot of it's going to come down to draft capital. But we wanted to get these guys' names in your ears. Um, Now, outside of Brock Bowers, I don't think any of them are going to be a first-round pick. And this will kind of tie this up with a fantasy bow here. I think that Jatavion Sanders is probably my odds on favorite to be the number two drafted. He'll probably be a day two pick. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Stover or Bell end up being a day two pick as well. But from a fantasy perspective, especially if you're doing early rookie drafts, which I know some of you sickos do, um, but (laughs) with landing spots unknown, I'm not taking any of these guys like Stover and Bell, even in a tight end premium, I'm probably not taking them till the third round at the highest maybe like mid to, to late third round in a non-tight end premium. Tight end premium, maybe like the back end of the second, early third. J- uh, Jatavion Sanders, I'm probably comfortable in a tight end premium around the 2-6 mark. Um, I think that's where all the running backs yeah. start to fall right now in, in a lot of mocks. And I would prefer to take a stab at some of these running backs in this class versus him, but um, I'd be willing to in a tight end premium around two six somewhere in that range. Non tight end premium, you know, late second is is kind of where I'd be feeling these guys. I agree. I okay. agree with that. So yeah, we just wanted to give you guys an idea um, on these guys, and and we can track their progress progress with you guys over the next couple of months, see how they kind of rise and fall on the boards. And as all these interviews start to leak out and, Oh, this guy did really well on this test, but you know, this guy's a moron behind the scenes or whatever, right. whatever it might be. We just want to get these guys out there to you guys early and uh, we'll see what happens with them in the draft. But 
it's coming up quick. We're only a couple months away. There's going to be a lot yeah. of football content again. Let us know your thoughts on these rankings. If there's anybody else that we should check out for the tight end position, let us know what content you guys want to hear as well. Again, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, um, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere the podcasts are really found at Dynasty After Dark YouTube um, or the podcast page at FF After Dark on Twitter X. You can find myself at TDC underscore Calvin and Dale at Dynasty underscore Dale. Is there any last thoughts, Dale? Send it on home. All right. Well, let's get it out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, good night. And we all got dreams. We all want things. But what you gonna do for it? How you gonna move for it? What you gonna be?